And welcome everyone to the left of the fade, the Fedosian podcast where one human, that's me, Rose, and one elf, that would be me, Thorn, from opposite sides of the Frostback Mountains, delve the deep roads of the Dragon Age franchise to shine light on some topics that we feel haven't been given enough attention. So please join us as we journey through the dark and the light and walk the road less traveled to the left of the fade. So, this week's episode, Rose and I decided we were going to go into some etymology, Uh, (laughs) where we essentially strip back and try to explain the meanings of some of our favourite Dragon Age characters' names. We have a list. If at any point anybody goes, oh, but you didn't include this, feel free to add it in the comments and we will probably revisit it at another point if we think it's going to make an hour and a half's worth of content. Don't judge us. <laughs> There's a lot of names in Dragon Age and we basically oh, just, just picked the stuff that was like the most important or just, you know, seemed to bear some significance. You know, obviously we're not we're not going to go through and pick up like every single NPC that had like one tiny quest or said one line like that would no, be too much work and also we'd be here all day <laughs> also kind of pointless because i think a lot of those characters that might have just been like uh we'll just throw out a name this one and this one mm-hmm. and this one yep so um the main character and stuff are the ones that they would have spent the most time on so yeah so we start as all stories do all the best stories anyway at the beginning We shall go with this one. We did miss off the list, unfortunately. I'm going to add it in right now. Duncan. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I can't believe we forgot about Duncan. Well, I'm dumb, so. (laughs) Uh, I'm Scottish. I should remember Duncan. (laughs) Well, well. Huh. Well, we should uh, we should also be clear that um we're aware that a lot of these names they it's it's possible some of them were like they just liked it oh they yeah just mm-hmm. liked it <laughs> and we may be nitpicking or analyzing way too much and it's like it's absolutely not at all what it means we just are being over speculative it's just it's fun no matter what so. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know. We're also uh, going to botch some words here. (laughs) Oh, yeah, more than likely. There are a lot of pronunciations which are going to be very difficult. Uh, There are... I know I'm Scottish, right? But there are some Scottish and Gaelic and Irish Gaelic names and words in here that even I'm going to butcher. Okay? (laughs) I apologize profusely. To anyone that I accidentally insult or offend with my horrendously bad pronunciations. But you know, by that logic, you'd actually be offending yourself. <laughs> this is true. I, 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 I very often do offend myself, but that's a completely different story. <laughs> right. Ooh, this is, this is 
yeah. Well, Duncan, it's a masculine given name. It's the anglicised form of the Irish and Scottish Gaelic Donachad. Yeah, uh-huh. Butchered that, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> One opinion is that Donachad is composed of the elements Don, meaning dark or dark-haired man, or chieftain, and Cath, meaning battle, which altogether would mean dark-haired or dark warrior, which on both counts, I think, yeah. counts. Yeah, I think for both counts it fits Duncan quite well. It's an appropriate and, name. And he is the first character that we meet out with our own little bubble of uh, origin story, you know? Mm. He's the first character which is important to the story that we meet inside our little bubble. So, it's best to start from there. I like that name. I like the name Duncan, but you know, to anybody who is from the UK, you grew up with PJ and Duncan, and I was a big fan, <laughs> who all we now all know as Anton Deck. Uh, but yeah, I mm. and it is Donachad, by the way. It's Loch. It's the soft ch as in Loch. Okay. So yeah, Donachad. I figured it was something like that. Or Donachad. The next name, of course, the next big character that we meet, is my favourite character in Dragon Age Origins. And I love him and my perfect Dragon Age boyfriend, apparently. <laughs> Alistair. <laughs> you want to... Uh, no, I'll go with this one as well, because, again, it comes from... It's an anglicised version of the name Alexander, meaning Defender of Man, or... It's the masculine given name which comes from the Scots Gaelic Alasdair. The uh, the deepest etymology for it comes from the Greek. Or you do not have to read. I am not going to. I can't read Greek yet. I mean, I know I'm collecting languages like most people collect stamps, but I'm not that far in yet. <laughs> it comes from the Greek, which, like I said, I'm not going to try and pronounce it. What, what it means is man repeller, or the one who repels men. It's a warrior's name. It, it essentially means, I guess, somebody who can push back the enemy, who can repel the enemy, kind of thing. That's that's the kind of idea that I get for it, which makes a lot of sense when you think about it when it comes to Alistair. It's a very warrior name, which is very yeah. fitting. So. Yeah, he is. He's, 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 a, he's my fluffy little sunshine bunny warrior and I love him. <laughs> sunshine bunny warrior. I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> fluffy little sunshine bunny sunshine warrior. Let's just bunny warrior. let's just forget I said that. Okay. <laughs> oh, do you want to take the next one? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can. Um, so the next one is... I know you were looking forward to this one. <laughs> Well, the next one that, that we have is Morrigan, and actually Morrigan, I think, is the one that inspired this list, just because that I have, I have a personal story with the name Morrigan later on, but like, um, but, uh, the, uh, Mor Morrigan is, um, an old, comes from an old Irish legend that is just called the Morrigan. It's about the Morrigan, um, and in, in that story, um, it's uh 
it's a shapeshifter who often appears as a black crow, which I think has also become sort of associated with Morgan a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, I would say uh, so. Yeah, and she she appears in multiple tales. Like she's just you know just this figure that appears in many legends, but she's more often associated with Kukulin, which I looked it up, and supposedly that's how you pronounce it. But I also might be wrong. <laughs> so, bear that in mind. <laughs> um, and that uh, the Morrigan appears most often on the field of battle, helping armies win victories over their enemies. Um, if, if Morrigan is seen washing armor, then it's a sign that the warrior who owns that armor is fated to die. Um, so it's a very, like, foreboding sort of symbol. Um, and Morgan has also been translated to Great Queen or Phantom Queen, and in modern times is referred to as a war goddess, uh, which I think really brings on that, you know, great sort of very feminine beauty, but also like sort of foreboding and dreadful Mm. and stuff, but also powerful, which which is what Morgan is. Mm Um, and I, I... out of I think out of the names on this list, this is the one that I believe the most was taken from this. Like this was intentional. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And you know, more is often etymologically associated with death. You know, like mortem in French, mortem in Latin, muerte in Spanish. Words like morbid, moribund. So there's a very dark presence with it. Mm. Um, and. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's mainly associated with war and fate, foretelling doom, death, you know. So I think that was really intentional. And <laughs> my little story with Morrigan is, unfortunately, <laughs> um, uh, this was, uh, I, I knew this before I started the game. Um, because so in, in uh, middle school, we had an assignment where we had to take some sort of uh, myth or folklore or something, and we had to do a presentation on it. Mm. And a lot of people chose like stories that they knew or whatever. Mm. I wanted one I had never heard of before, um, and I stumbled across the Morrigan. I thought it was really fascinating and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did a presentation on it and stuff. And remembering that. When I played uh, Dragon Age Origins and I came across the character Morrigan, I immediately went, this character is going to be evil. <laughs> Just because I associated it with it, I'm like, this character is going to bring about wrong. death. You weren't oh. far off. <sighs> you weren't far off. I mean, I, I don't know about that. I don't think she's evil, per se. But I, um, can anybody say can can anybody say like sexual assault and demon baby? Um, can I feel like hi? Um, I wouldn't say she's evil, evil, but I also wouldn't say that I she's. I actually listened to a Dragon Age podcast where they debated that whether or not it was um whether or not it was uh uh like problematic or not mm. and they went really in depth about it and i was satisfied with the answer that they had which was actually it was not even though it's dubious it probably wasn't it was a very very fascinating conversation 
I so. personally take the stance of, you know, it depends on how you actually played it. If you were honest with Alistair, or if, you know, like, if you were honest with Alistair, if you're the one who, if you're his partner, and you're, like, if you're female, it's not going to be you that she chooses, right? Mm-hmm. So it has to be Alistair. If you're honest with Alistair, that's fine, right? Yeah. But if it's all done underhanded and sneaky-like, I really, I find that very problematic. But that's just my own personal well, that's the Opinion. other thing. If you're not honest with Alistair, then I then um, I feel like that's a, an evil choice that uh, you're making, and it's very bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's an evil choice you're evil making choice. based on what Morrigan told you so, to do. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because, I mean, remember, she didn't want him to know at all, other than, like, go sleep with Morrigan. Mm-hmm. That was all she wanted him to know. You have that's to sleep true. with Morrigan, that, and that's, that's it. That's true. That's a good point, but yeah. It, 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 it. No, yeah. you're right. It is sort of a dubious sort of thing. Mm. But but I don't think she's, at the end of it, evil. Oh, no, it, I don't think she's evil evil. I just think she yeah. definitely has some streaks of the big nasty in her. Yeah. But I think, in all honesty, that might have something to do with her upbringing. Yeah. No, and then that unfortunately colored sort of my, uh, that story colored my mm. um, view of her. So I went through the whole game thing, and I'm like, oh, you're, and then the game ended, and I'm like, well, I guess she wasn't that bad, but you never know. <laughs> and then, and then came Inquisition, and she appeared again, and I still am like, I don't trust you, I don't trust you. <laughs> and then by the time Inquisition ended, I'm like, actually... I think my opinion of her has now changed. And it was all because of that story. That mm-hmm. and, and that, my friends, is how prejudice works. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I, that's a very good freaking point, actually. It's a very good freaking point, indeed. Oh, it is so easy for prejudice. Mm-hmm. It's so easy for prejudice to be, uh, you know, born out of something so innocuous. And but, now I will never again judge a character just based on their name. Yes! Because <laughs> now I like Borg. <laughs> Round of applause for Rose, who's learned to look past names when it comes to degrading people. <laughs> I kid, of course. You're a lovely person, and we all know this. Everybody who listens to this should know this, surely. Hello. Oh, there we go. Hi. Now I hear you. Now I hear you. So, um, apparently, uh, Discord decided to suddenly detect a new, uh, a new mic, and it tripped everything up on here. Joy. Yep. Wonderful. Yep. <sighs> but like I said, at least we all know, and you know we all know that you're actually a lovely person. What was the last Anybody thing who heard you say? <laughs> uh, the last thing, I uh, can't remember what the last thing I heard you say was, you were giggling, which you do a lot. To be fair, <laughs> so <laughs> although again, to be fair, we both do. So you know, I don't know if it if it caught it, but I was uh, I, I was saying Bioware unknowingly taught me something about prejudice. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Bioware, who are often intentionally trying to teach us something about bias and you know all of that kind of stuff, accidentally taught you. <laughs> Uh, you'd think that this wasn't pretty much their entire MO <laughs> <laughs> but it is anyway uh, <laughs> let's, 
ladles and jelly spoons and other assorted kitchenware. The next name, <laughs> the next name we come oh, to like on this that. list. Ladles <laughs> and jelly uh, spoons and other assorted kitchenware. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have to oh, think. Oh I, I have to think of new and inventive ways of talking to our listenership. You know, I mean, last time it was guys, gals, and non-binary pals. This time it's ladles and jelly spoons and other assorted kitchenware. I think I like the kitchenware one the best. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it is one of my favourites. And I came up with it all by myself. I'm so proud of me. <laughs> anyway, like I said, ladles, jelly spoons, and other assorted kitchenware. The next name on that list is Leliana. Now, there are several suggestions of where this may have come from. But I think they all sort of come down to the same meeting. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. They're all somewhat related to God or the sun. Those are, I mean, and at one point, I'm pretty sure way, way back, if I'm remembering correctly from stuff I was taught at school, um... People used to worship the sun as a god, so it's sort of all it all loops round, and it makes sense that Leliana, the you know chantry sister that you meet, mm-hmm. would have a name which essentially is it either comes from Leliana, which means Lily, the Hebrew name Eliana, which means my lord responded, uh, or you know which has a Spanish it's Eliana is also a Spanish name as well. Uh, and that's where it apparently means sun. And she is a sunshiny, happy little flower in Origins with a stabby past. But, I mean, we can look past the stabby past <laughs> to her stabby future. Um, <laughs> she's just a stabby little sunshine spot, isn't she? She's just a stabby little sunspot. I think it just it just all relates to being devoted to to God or yeah in in the world of Dragon Age the Maker who is mm-hmm. who is the the Andrastian God so mm-hmm. um I think it's very it's very fitting that that name is. is for her so. yeah I would be inclined to agree with you there mm-hmm. uh the next name on the list after this I think we're just probably going to start swapping well you take this one. I'll take the next one. You want me to take this one? Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Um, So we have uh, Zevron next. Um, So apparently, (laughs) uh, uh, Thorne and I did our own little separate research, and we sometimes found different things. I originally Mm -hmm. could not find Zevron anywhere. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. but then Thorn did, so I don't know what's wrong with my researching abilities. But there you go. But when when I was looking, I found uh, Zephron, which now that I'm looking at it, reminds me of Zac Efron. <laughs> Understandably so. Then again, who would like to be reminded of Zac Efron once in a while? I like being reminded of Zac Efron once in a while, especially in The Greatest Showman. <laughs> So, um, now that I have that image in my head, <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, okay, now I can't, now I can't get the idea of Zac Efron playing Zevron in a Dragon Age movie out of my head and it's not going to go away. 
I this is like, your fault, Rose. I like, I like Zac Efron, but I do not see him as Efron. <laughs> no, neither do I, which is why I'm blaming you entirely for the mental image I have right now. It doesn't fit. It's it's janky and I don't like it. Stop it. <laughs> well, Zephron is rumored <laughs> to be to have been taken from saffron, which is an incredibly expensive and flavorful spice. I think it's actually one of the most expensive spices um in in oh. the world. Mm-hmm. Like Yeah, it's it's pretty much powdered gold. Like basically. it's really expensive. We- which makes sense for Zeph. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's uh, quite powdered um, gold. <laughs> powdered gold. He's very spicy. He's very flavorful, mm-hmm. and oh uh, yeah, he's uh, he's he quite has expensive a, taste. He does. <laughs> <laughs> he likes that Antivan leather, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that's very very spendy. Mm, um, yeah, mm-hmm. lots uh, of stabbies that would need to be able to buy a new pair of leather boots. Zev is also taken from the Hebrew word for wolf, I found, which mm-hmm. as we go through this, I am realizing there are so many words in Dragon Age that ultimately mean wolf, which... When you think about how Zevran sort of um, operates mm-hmm. in Dragon Age Origins, um, when you first meet him... Um, You've got the the uh, initial sort of fight, and when you inevitably whoop his ass, um, he sort of he becomes almost submissive, almost like if an alpha of a wolf pack had been taken on by a younger wolf and beaten. Mm-hmm. That wolf, would, the alpha, would then become submissive and slink off into the background. Not that I'm saying Zevran in any way, shape, or form slinks into the background. Oh my god, no! <laughs> the, the, the idea of Zevran in any way, shape, or form quietly slipping into the background is like the idea of Dorian going anywhere without looking absolutely fucking fabulous. But he's you know? a rogue. He's supposed to quietly slip into the background. He's also supposed to be able to pick locks, but apparently nobody <laughs> thought of that when they created him! <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Come on. You know? What kind of assassin can't pick locks? Excuse me, Bioware? Anyone gonna pick that up? And that's why I love giving him the uh, chastity belt, because I'm mean. <laughs> that is so mean. That is so mean. This is like, you're never getting out of that thing, son. Never. <laughs> no, that is really mean. I shouldn't be doing that, but it's also yes, just a game. <laughs> Let's be honest, Zevran without it would stick it in anything, pretty much. No. He's, he's, a, no. he's a filthy boy. Come on. No, I don't know if he'd stick it in anything. If he didn't like the person, I don't think he would. If he thought he could get something out of it. Ah, I debate that, but... <laughs> You and I have different views of Zevran, obviously. <laughs> like, I'm not saying I don't like him. I fucking love Zevran. Everybody you knows really I love Zevran. Do you really think that if, if, <clears throat> that if someone like Loghain wanted to go with him, he would? <laughs> um, if he had a contract on Loghain's head, damn Skippy, he would. Well, I mean, it would. Let's be honest. The story he tells us about the fact that 
one of his, uh, he ended up in bed with one of his marks who then ended up falling and killing themselves by accident, but he still got paid for it. I mean, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess if it was like, okay, this is the way that I'm going to like get them to trust me and everything so that I can eventually kill them. Maybe if it was, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, moving on. <laughs> yes, moving swiftly on. <laughs> moving swiftly on to yet another character who I personally love and genuinely thought I was going to get in the boyfriend questionnaire last week. Uh, <laughs> Ogryn. Now, this this was a really hard one to uh, to research because it is it's not a name that is used in real life. <laughs> Let's be honest here, it's not. So, when we were researching, the closest that we could come to was Gren, which is taken from the Old Norse Gren, meaning branch. So, it's probably completely and utterly made up, but it could have something to do with that, especially given Ogryn's propensity for alcohol um it's entirely possible that grain is where it comes from and his love for grain let's put it that way i didn't even think about that <laughs> that clearly you don't pay as much attention to the alcoholic dwarf as i do nope um which I never again him in my party <laughs> that just goes so far to explain the issues i have uh, <laughs> yeah but uh, i do love Ogden. Uh, he's my favourite ginger dwarf ever. In anything. And that includes Lord many, of the Rings, and I'm a big fan. Are there many ginger dwarfs? And you'd be surprised. But uh, the fandoms that I belong to, you would be surprised. You would. I mean, I'm a huge Tolkien fan. And, um, yeah, there are a few ginger dwarfs in his books. Let me put it that way. There are a few ginger dwarves in there. I suppose there are. I mean, there were there were many, 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 many dwarves in the Hobbit. There were thirteen, I think. So yes. I could sit and name them all, but it's not. A, it, we're not talking about the Hobbit. We're talking about Dragon Age. <laughs> so that's for another podcast on another channel, which is entirely mine. Um, uh, <coughs> yeah. So th- that's it. It probably comes from the Old Norse for branch, uh, which probably ties into his sort of alcohol consumption. Uh, the next one, the next two are really pretty self-explanatory, so, you know. Shale is a type of mineral, and shale is a rock, and that's all we got to say about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and, and Sten means stone and it seems quite fitting because Sten is quite he's pretty stoic like a yeah. stone unmoving unfeeling. you say stoic you say stoic I say brick wall um because <laughs> he's very much like a brick wall he just is there mm. what you see is what you get so <laughs> and I'm not, uh, I will no, no, say no, no, no that's not necessarily true I guess there is something a little deeper in him but I, I will say, unmoving. I'm not overly fond of his misogyny. I will say that. <laughs> not overly fond of his women shouldn't fight, it's wrong. That's a product of the Kuhn teaching him, I think. And it's something that 
he possibly, with time, can get uh, learned out of him. Unfortunately, you just don't have the time in Dragon Age Origins to learn it out of him, or beat it out of him, as I would. Uh, (laughs) I know, I'm Scottish and angry. I hit things with sticks, that's what I do. Stop it. Are you sure Uh, Iron Bull isn't your perfect romance? I'm starting to wonder. Uh, (laughs) Really starting to wonder. Especially after realising that Thorn the Perv came out in the last episode. Oh yeah, I remember. Um, I had a moment or two to myself mid-conversation while I was thinking about the Iron Bull romance. You can hear it in me repeatedly saying, "Mm mm-hmm, and that was all I could say. Anyway. Kaylin. Kaylin is one that it's got, there are a few different meanings. Um, Before when it was researched, it appeared that it came from Scots Gaelic for young dog. uh, Or that um, it means like thin-skinned. But upon further research, uh, it's an ancient Scottish name. I should have known this. I'm disappointed in me. <laughs> but it's an ancient Scottish name that has fallen out of common use, so I can kind of understand why I didn't know it as well. According to some versions of it, the name means uh, child, or in other versions it means powerful warrior or victory of the people, which I think is... I think powerful warrior is fitting because Caelan is quite obviously a powerful warrior, as when we meet him at the beginning of the game. Uh, but I think the meaning of child is also quite fitting, because he is quite immature in the way he sort of leans on the Grey Wardens so much during that first battle at Ostagar. God, here she goes again, being super nerd. Um, well, I think just, just the t- victory of the people and powerful warrior makes it a very kingly name in general. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you have that as a kingly name and child, then it's like saying He's a child, child king. king, which yeah. is very fitting for Caelan. Oh, That's yeah. basically mm-hmm. what he is. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, I can't remember exactly how old Caelan is supposed to be. Um, Wasn't he but, only a couple years older than Alistair? Like three years or something. I thought he was younger than Alistair. I no, I'm pretty sure. I thought he was older. younger than Alistair because of Alistair being a bastard born out of wedlock. Whole like I thought that that came. I thought that that was. I don't know. He I'm pretty was sure. Born pretty sure in nine o five dragon. Yeah. Um. Alistair's only twenty one. Kaylin's twenty five in Origins. So, Kaylin is the older brother. but only by four years. Mm-hmm. and But when you think about it, because of the way they were brought up, Caelan was brought up as royalty. You know, the whole pampered lifestyle of royalty and, you know, mm-hmm. the no responsibilities stuff, right? Whereas Alistair was brought up pretty much as a commoner. In fact, he was pretty much treated like shit. Um, not at first, obviously. But, uh, once thingy, why is his name not in my head right now? 
Who is You know who I'm talking about. The guy who, oh, I'm so annoyed at me right now. The one that originally looked after Alistair until he went to the Chantry. Essentially had to go to the Chantry Demon? because what, that's the one. Arlenans, Missy's, hated Alistair, remember, because of the rumours that he was actually Eamon's. Mm-hmm. So, um, at first, until Earl Eamon got married to her, you won't even bother mentioning because I can't stand her, um, he was looked after well, looked after relatively well, you know? After that, he was pretty much treated like crap until the point where um, Earl Eamon went, I can't keep doing this, he's going to have to go elsewhere because my marriage isn't going to cope with it. And, you know, etc, etc. So, off to the chantry, he was punted. And somehow, while Caelan had the, you know, the upbringing of royalty and all the privilege that comes with it, Alistair grew up to actually be a lot more sensible than his older brother. Well, I think so, that's because he was among the people and he was exactly. actually out in the world, whereas Caelan yeah. was sheltered. Mm-hmm. That's... That was the point I was trying to make with all that. Thank you for putting it together so much more concisely than I could at that moment. But yeah, that's kind of the point that I was getting at. The next name on this list is one which actually makes me feel like I'm going to throw up a little bit, so I'm not going to even touch it. This one's for you, Rose. Uh, so, Logan, um, yeah. this name actually doesn't really make sense for him, and I think this is just a name that they just gave him. But it, it personally, for me, it reminded me of the name Logan, which mm. Logan means from a small hill. Um, but Logan is also of Scottish origin and apparently means little hollow as in a forest. So it's very nature-centered. Mm. And I don't think that quite fits Logan. Oh, I don't know. An empty space in a forest, <laughs> which is what a hollow is, and which is what clearly his brain is. An empty space, or where his heart should be, is an empty space. Sorry, the, the disdain I have for Logan MacTier is unbelievable, but guts, I hate him. I hate him. Hate him. <laughs> like, and what you're seeing here oh. is Logan's biggest fan in the entire world. Oh. Clearly. <laughs> I mean, I can't even stick his daughter, but we're not going to get onto that one until later. Marek, which is the next name on our list. Marek. Now, a lot of names have our, the Mar root at the beginning. And most of that has some sort of warrior ties. Some sort of ties to being a warrior or having, like, the soul of a warrior kind of thing. But in Serbia, Croatia, and Bosnia, Marek is a surname. And it's derived from uh, the Latin that means Mary, it means sea. Uh, when you add the Serbo-Croatian suffix I-C, it becomes Marek. And it's uh, of Slavic origin, apparently, according to our research. Does C have anything to do with Merrick? I'm just, I'm just wondering because that is something that I, I mean, because I haven't read the books yet, <laughs> so I don't know if they. It might just once again just be that very general, just 
Mar name. I'm not finding any, I'm not retrieving anything from the Rolodex that is my memory to actually <laughs> remind me if there is anything that ties uh, King Marek to the sea or anything like that. But um, that'll be something that if we come back to this topic again, names, I'm sure I can throw that in as a as an aside. But yeah, so that, that's apparently the origin of the name Marek. You want to take the next one? In fact, you take the next two because, because okay. I mean, the next one I would have been fine with, but it's a very short one. You might as well take both. Okay. Um. So, Win Win is just just a girl's name of Welsh origin, meaning fair or pure. I mean, I Which guess fits. It fits. Yeah, it fits. Win is lovely. I mean, she's a lovely, lovely woman. She's a lovely character, and I absolutely love Win. I do. And she is sort of, what's the word I would be looking for here? Morally pure. She's quite a morally pure character. She's very, in the sort of alignment thing, she would she would be sort of lawful good. She's like a progressive grandma. <laughs> she is. <laughs> she is, isn't she? I'd like it if she was a mad grandma. <laughs> Except maybe not, because, you know, she does die. Anyway, um, <laughs> yes, the next one, Rose. Um, and then Honora is also yeah. a girl's name um, in Latin, and it just means honor, which, I mean, I feel like that's up for debate whether or not Ooh, she has yeah. honor. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 possible you could relate it to Loghain and say that it's Loghain's honor. Which is his but, daughter. But, but. But, but, but Loghain has no honour. <laughs> this is where you get the bugbear of me going, mm, not doesn't fit. <laughs> yeah, but, but to him, to him, you know, it's like, Nora might be like his greatest joy. It's his greatest honour in life, you know, it's his yeah, daughter. Yeah, well, I suppose that fits. I so... suppose that fits. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> the first one is, it's self-explanatory. <laughs> It pretty much just, it's like, I don't know if this is a thing in the US, Ron Seal. <laughs> but Ron over here Seal. in the U- Ron Seal, yeah. Over here in the UK, we have this, uh, it's like a, a varnish, right? Um, <laughs> uh, and it, the company motto is Ron Seal. It does exactly what it says on the tin, oh, right? Okay. Okay. And Hawk is the Hawk is the Ron Seal of Dragon Age names. It does exactly what it says on the tin. It just it means Hawk, essentially, and that's it. Like the so, eyes of a hawk is sort of a. I don't want to say predator. I feel like that's too mean. But like, will take down is sort of a uh, a wonder, but also potentially dangerous. Hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That that which fits. Really? It de- it definitely does fit. The next one's a little bit of an achy one, but do you want to take this one, Rose? Yes, I did way too much research for this. <laughs> yes, you did. You did way too much research for this to let it go to waste on so... somebody who doesn't really isn't really as passionate about the character as you are. <laughs> so, um Bethany, now a lot of um a lot of uh, the research for Bethany's name ends up going back to the Bible. Um, 
all because, of the research for Bethany's yeah, name goes back to the Bible. It's it's taken it's taken from the town of Bethany, and um, it's possible that there's there's other um, sacred literature that it's that it's mentioned in and stuff because it is a historic town and it's really old. But everything I found was for the Bible, so this is specifically about the Bible. Um, but it is settled near Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Put your teeth back in, Rose. <laughs> They appear to have fallen out. Jerusalem. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and um, that the town of Bethany is where Lazarus lived and died. And then, of course, as everyone knows, the, the wonder of Lazarus is that he lived again. Mm. Um, and it's also where Jesus stayed during the week leading up to his crucifixion. Um, and it basically the name seems to be carrying like foreboding and doom like leading up to death which considering what could happen to Bethany <laughs> is a very sad but then yeah. the part that I really really like dove into was that um it the uh that it's it's probably of Aramaic or Hebrew origin which either means house of welcome or House of Figs, and I dove into the fig part way too much. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, the rabbit hole of internet research. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, House of Figs, okay? Okay, what is figment? What is the significance of figs? So, like, figs are mentioned quite a bit in the Bible, so it's it's a very, very, it's a name that's very tied to religious stuff. Um, and I've always viewed Bethany as a very devoted religious person maybe not to obviously not to the point of sebastian but like it's still no but she's most definitely her. a very dedicated andrastian yeah so but i really leaned into the things for some reason i'm like i need to know i need to know maybe it's because i love bethany so much that i'm like this has to be important but i don't know figs are just i guess they have a lot of uses they have a lot of seeds they're um Nummy. very yeah, dummy, they're <laughs> um they were uh a sign of prosperity. Like they're just very abundant and the the meaning seems to lend to abundance and plentiful and in some cases fertility. Um but also also this kind of makes me sad. Um but uh but um I guess the, the realization we came to <laughs> The uh, fig leaf, which you often associate with Adam and Eve, using fig leaves to cover themselves when they realize they were naked. Um, and also, if you think about like um, all the, the naked statues way back when, when the church was like, oh no, these statues are poor and we need to cover them up. So the fig leaf could be a sign for hiding something. And Bethany mm. is a mage and needs to be hidden. Like at this point, I realize I may just be diving way too deep <laughs> into. And then the Please, other this thing. This entire podcast <laughs> is all about diving way too deep into Dragon Age. Let's that's, be honest that's here. That's very true. That's very it's true. All about that. We're all about the deep dives here. <laughs> so, um, and then the other thing that I uh, I mentioned 
to you before that I said, I'm like, I'm going to keep this. I'm going to keep this in my back pocket and not tell you about this. Mm-hmm. Um, is that there's also a story in the Bible again where Jesus cursed a fig tree. So it was dead. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So <laughs> being cursed to death leading up to death. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> Yeah, depending on your path in Dragon Age 2, <laughs> both of those things could happen to Betty. So yeah, uh-huh. No, I can understand and why that would have been the... so emotionally crippling for you. <laughs> and also the hiding there. So mm-hmm. hidden and leading to death. I'm so sorry, Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're all very sorry, Bethany. <laughs> but you know. Um and now now we get on to the next name. My favorite Dragon Age 2 character ever. Please tell me you can hear the sarcasm. Um <laughs> Your other sibling, and the reason I pretty much always choose Rogue in Dragon Age 2, fucking Carver. I hate that whiny ass bitch, but anyway, that's not what we're here for. We're here to discuss his name. (laughs) Now, Carver is an English occupational name for someone who would uh, carve either wood or sculpt stone. Um, it also is an occupational name for, like, a plowman. Uh, it comes from Anglo-Norman French, carouillet, uh, that's a guess. I'm really bad at that stuff. Uh, late Latin carucarius, uh, that would be better, that one I could pronounce. Uh, or it's, like, a derivative of... Caruca, which means it's a cart or a plough in Latin. Um, frankly, in my humble opinion, it's very fitting for Carver because I would like to carve out his eyes and stuff them in my ears to cover up his whinging. But that's genuinely the reason why I tend to choose Rogue in Dragon Age 2 because I don't can't stand him and his constant need to bitch at his older sibling. Like, seriously, it's not my fault you weren't born at the same time as me. (laughs) You know, bias aside, though, Mm, I think that could be just sort of a general, um, sort of a general name because it's like, you know, someone who, it's an occupational name for a sculptor Mm. or a, or a plowman or a a woodworker. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, um, it ties back to the whole, this is like the, possibly the one person if, if you choose to play as mage um, possibly the one person in the family who gets to have like a normal life do normal mm-hmm. every day your average yep. Joe sort of have this career and everything so it could it by being a mundane name and having a mundane meaning it harkens to him being the being only mundane. person who can be well <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, in the sense that he's the only one who can have a normal life. Yeah. No, I, I understand so. what you meant. Yeah. I understand what you meant. I'm just being salty because I can't stand him. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, I realize that a lot of my bias against Carver comes from the fact that you do play as his elder sibling. And if you do play as a mage, he does nothing but bitch at you the whole time. Seriously. It's constant. And I have four younger brothers, and I got bitched at constantly. And believe me, I had enough of that shit. I've had enough of bitchy younger siblings. Thank you. 
<laughs> Didn't need it in the games too. Bioware, note for Dragon Age 4. No younger age, no younger bitchy siblings, thank you. We can swerve that for the next game. But give me my game! Seriously, getting off here is getting off! <laughs> I'm gonna say this in every podcast until I get my game! <laughs> Laugh all you want, Rose! This is the, this 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 podcast is how I get my message to Bioware. Give me my game. They're working on it. You got to Not fast give enough. Not time. fast enough. Not fast enough. Damn the beer blight and give me my game. <laughs> Just I'm so kidding. everyone knows I'm she's totally joking. She I'm kidding. Of course I'm kidding. <laughs> of course I'm kidding. Give me my game, Mark. Dada. I'm hunting you down. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Can you take the address so I can take the next two? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Right. Because why wouldn't you? <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Leandra. Everybody's favorite Dragon Age parent. And we have to agree on that, surely. She's everyone's favorite Dragon Age parent in any game. I don't care what anybody says. Anybody disagrees with me. They can fight she- me. She is my mom, and I will defend her to the death. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, Leandra comes from Latin roots, and it's of Italian origin. In the Greek, which also has roots in, it means lioness. And in the Italian, it means lion man. But it is a girl's name. Leandra's a name that's been primarily used by parents who are considering girls' names. Most names in Italian you'll find end in an A if they're feminine. <laughs> there are only a, a handful of Italian names that I know of that end in an A that are male. <clears throat> but yes, that's essentially what Leandra means. It means lioness or lion man. And I think that's quite fitting because the way she fights for her children, the way she fights on behalf of her children to sort of keep them safe and find them somewhere to live after the blight is, it's it's how a lioness looks after her cubs. It's very fitting for Leandra. The next name on the list, (laughs) ladies and jelly spoons and other assorted kitchenware, will be of no surprise to anyone given how... Giggly schoolgirl, Rose is gone. <laughs> What's the name, Rose? Well, it's Fedris, but <laughs> I guess no, this one shit. isn't. I guess this one isn't as interesting because it is. It is said in the game what it means, and that it means little wolf. So <clears throat> it wasn't like. I mean, and if you if you go even further than that, like if you know even the littlest bit about like Norse mythology, you may know that Fenris is also a is like this wolf monster creature mm. in well, Fenrir. You know, Fenrir is uh I Fe- do. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm Fenrir or Fenris, I'm, yeah. Being Norse pagan, obviously, um yep. these stories are part of the stuff that I learned actually growing up. Mm-hmm. And Fenrir is the wolf who at the end of Ragnarok will swallow the sun. Um, and I think that was even that was even brought up in the in in the Ragnar- Ragnarok movie too. I think uh, even though they called her Hela, I think mm. they might have actually said Fenris once, mm. maybe. Well, Hel, uh, the I'm taking it that you're talking about um, 
Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, love that movie. Um, <laughs> I did too. They did, uh, I won't lie, and this is where I take issue with Marvel, um, they did absolutely screw with Norse mythology when it came to actually creating their characters for their comics. Oh, I don't doubt I'm that. I'm not going to lie. I they took it that. and they took a big old whiz on it. Right? <laughs> so, while I do love Thor and Loki and Hell and Odin and all of that, because of course I do, great characters in a great universe, they did take the mythology and kind of fuck it up, for want of a better way of putting it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's it does come from Norse mythology, and it is a, a it's a lovely name. It's um, I do believe actually it's still used. Fenris, not Fenrir. I think, but it's, Fenris. Yeah. I feel like it's used more often in Scandinavian area mm-hmm. eras areas than anything else. But yeah, it is still in use. Not that common, but it is used once in a while. Um, I see it more for dogs than anything else. Yeah. (laughs) Uh You can take the next one as well if you like. Um, Yeah, and so Leto, Fenris' original name, um, is Latin for happy or joyful, which makes me very, very sad because it's almost like this is how he was before happier mm-hmm. and joyful and this is how he was after mm-hmm. mythical and monster wolf it makes me sad <laughs> it's, it's a very sad situation to think about because when you when you actually look into Fennessy's life as I know you have done very extensively um, I could write when a you book look on at, his life you, you could write his biography <laughs> Seriously. You probably know Fenris almost as well, if not better, than the people who wrote him at Bioware. Like <laughs> Bioware, you wanna hire me for Fenris's character for the next game? Yeah, if you need someone to write Fenris for Dragon Age 4, just hire Rose. She's probably got the character down pat by now. <laughs> and if not hey, if not, nobody else on the face of the planet's gonna love him as much and care for him as much in his creation as she will. Because she's in love with him. (laughs) Like, I'm not entirely sure that I could be in a relationship with a real-life person if I was as in love with Cullen as you are with Fenris. I'm close. I'm pretty close to that. But I am in a relationship Um, with a real-life person, and yet my love for Fenris is still... (laughs) I know! It's crazy! You get the best of both worlds. I hate you. Um, I don't hate you. I love you. You're my sister. Yeah. And I'm the only person allowed to roast you. Even you're not allowed to roast you. Check last week's comments. Um, <laughs> the next name. The next name. This one comes to me. Because it's another one of my troubled trio. Yay! Anders. Which is, in canon, taken from the Anderfelds. But, in real life, it's it comes from Scandinavian naming. Um, it means manly or brave or strong. Uh, it's also uh, a Scandinavian alternative to Andrew, which is a Scottish name, um, which isn't actually in our notes, but it's, I remembered because, well, I bloody should, I'm Scottish. Um, 
But yeah, it's I love that name. I do love the name Anders, and I love the character. And I know you're not that fond because. But um. <laughs> Why? Why did you do that? <laughs> I did that for that reason. That reaction there is why I did that. <laughs> and if you don't leave this in the podcast, me and you's gonna have a fallout. <laughs> I just want a piece. I want people to be able to hear you cringe, like. <laughs> well, this because is how, I could hear you cringe. This is how left of the fade ends, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, she's leaving me. She's leaving me. I feel so much like a solo villain romance right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll yeah, come back. Tearing and- down the veil. I'll come back and cut off your arm before I leave again. No! Leave my arms alone! (laughs) I need them both for typing and writing and winding you up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, But yes, so Anders comes from Scandinavian, and it means manly or brave, and I happen to think that Anders is very manly and brave. He also is a man. So That too. (laughs) <laughs> so it is fitting <laughs> it is fitting he's a very manly brave man manly manly man man minimal so Meryl Meryl comes from the name Muriel which is composed of moir and Gale, apparently. I I don't Mm -hmm. know how that works in there, but there must be something that I'm missing. (laughs) Blame Um, the Normans. Which, uh, so more means sea and Gale means bright. Um, it also sort of reminds me of Mary, which seems very fitting for her bubbly personality. Mm Um, and, uh, yeah, it's composed of celtic elements meaning everything i just said it just just in general it just seems to inspire like bright and bubbly personality and stuff like mm-hmm. yeah which she surprisingly is for a blood maid um <laughs> she is surprisingly bright and bubbly for someone who routinely uses their own bodily fluids for magics Ooh, um, bubbly fluids. I don't like bu- that expression. Bodily fluids, lady. I you bodily. Said bubbly. <laughs> Ew, no. Okay. No, that's, that's, just, that's the accent, dear. The accent getting in the way. I know it does that sometimes. <laughs> bubbly fluids. Bubbly? Oh, believe me, if there was a bodily fluid that was going to describe as bubbly, it wouldn't be blood. The only way your blood should be bubbling is if. Uh, done something that I shouldn't do because I'm not really an assassin. Shh. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a medical condition. <laughs> it does. It really does. It probably is. Um, oh boy. Anyway, the next on our list is the lovely, the wonderful, the beautiful Isabella. In Spanish, it's uh, God of Bountiful, God of Plenty. Uh, in Italian, which it's quite often used, it's uh, beautiful, it, you know, means abundance and eternally beautiful. And she is a beautiful woman. Without a shadow of a doubt, Isabella is 
one of the most beautiful characters in the Dragon Age franchise. I feel As like a bisexual just... woman, I am telling you, I so would. Like, she's gorgeous. No, I agree with you that she's gorgeous. I, I feel like this might be one of the characters that just said, okay, Isabella attributes to beautiful, she's beautiful, so we're just going to mm-hmm. give her that. Like, Although she does like a lot of... It, again, it means my god is abundance. And she does like having a lot of stuff. So that kind of makes sense. <laughs> it does also kind of make sense. The next one is is who I apparently was in Dragon Age. Go ahead. Um. So Aveline, uh, like we all know, she was named after the knight Aveline. Um. But Aveline also means hazelnut tree. So I'm allergic to her. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be around her. I will have an allergic reaction. <laughs> Um, that could just mean that she's she's grounded. Um, it is also uh, a surname of Norman French origin, um, and it's a diminutive of Ava, um, and it's similar to the name Evelyn. Um, the, uh, I believe it's the origin of the name Evelyn. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. If I read, I would have seen that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. And it's derived from the name of the Italian city, Avila. Once again, relating back to the botanical name of the common Hazel. So it basically is like having a character named Hazel. Mm. Hazel, it seems. So, yeah, it, it, it means mm. hazelnut. And while she is a bit nuts, there's no two ways about that. Everybody <laughs> who has played Dragon Age 2 knows that Aveline is a little bit crazy. But, you know... If we were going to talk about nuts and who you should be allergic to, if you were allergic to characters based on how nuts they actually were, you never went near Fenris. Um, <laughs> Not nuts. He's crazy. <laughs> he thinks wine is food. Shush. <laughs> it's like it's like the, that little saying where it's like like um, I had salad for dinner. No, you had grapes. Yes, I had a fruit salad. It was, it was, uh, it's like, well, it grapes was... is wine. Wine is grapes. Grapes is fruit. Fruit salads. Therefore, I had salad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same thing. I had salad for, I had potato salad for lunch. You mean you drank a lot of vodka? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I mean. How did you figure that one out? Right, next. Oh, yes, I get to do this one. Yay! <laughs> Oh, sorry, I get overly excited when I get to talk about this character because he is my most loved, my most beloved non-romanceable character in the entire franchise. Now, anybody who's already watched the podcast before, any of our previous episodes, y'all already know who I'm talking about. Varric Tethrys. <laughs> Varric is a possible combination of the old Norse terms meaning uh, var, which meant pledge or beloved, and ricker which means ruler. Um, not a, not necessarily a ruler, technically, but if I'm remembering correctly, he is uh, at least the head of something to do with the Merchant's Guild. I'm trying to remember fully right now, but it's not quite... 
clicking into place like the puzzle piece I know it is. But he's not technically a ruler of a place, you know, he's not like a king or anything. But he's definitely a leader. And, you know, in my in my personal opinion, and I'm sure in your opinion as well, he is most definitely a very loyal almost like a linchpin in yeah. your in your like groups that. in both Dragon Age two and in Inquisition. So, you know, in that respect, beloved uh definitely fits. Pledge again definitely fits. So yeah, he's definitely a protector as well, because Varric, V-A-R-I-C-K, is a Germanic name, and it means protector and ruler. So it's possible that it's a combination of these two um, name origins have sort of been smooshed together to create our favourite fuzzy dwarf. Sebastian. Uh, it is a Latin ma- name and it means revered. Um, and it's, I don't know. I mean, that fits. I feel like that fits. Maybe, maybe he's not revered himself, but there's definitely like, you know, if you think of reverend, you know, like mm-hmm. a reverend, a very religious, very spiritual type of character. It has mm-hmm. the root of revered in it. Um, it was originally an ethnic name meaning man from Sebastia, a city in Pontus named from Greek Sebastios, which goes back to revered. So um, I have nothing more to say on that. It seems quite fitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. Now with this one, the next name we get into a little bit more... <clears throat> Theory, I think. Um, Samson, which comes from the Hebrew for great strength. The name means son or service and, like I said, is of Hebrew origin. The original Hebrew name was Shimson. Shimson. I'm unsure of that pronunciation because I could barely even pronounce my own name half the time, but there you go. (laughs) Now, Rose and I have discussed this. And what we both find particularly interesting about this name and its significance is how it connects to Samson in the Bible. The core story of Samson, what people remember most about him, except from the fact that his hair is where he got his strength, is the fact that he was deceived by Delilah. I think when it comes to this story, that's the deception is the most important part. The fact that he could be so easily seduced by the power of Corypheus while not necessarily being... I wouldn't have necessarily said that he was all bad all the time, but he most definitely took a headlong tumble into evil when he was seduced by the power of Corypheus without shadow of a doubt. Well, when he's I not- say that he's he remains evil, what I essentially meant was it's not like he suddenly turns good at the end of, mm. end of the oh, game. Oh, no. That's kind of what I meant. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he was... I think it's definitely... There's a bit of a sort of awakening, much like uh, Samson 
discovering Delilah's deception, which wasn't really that hard, really. Pretty much waved his face. Um, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since I, you know, did any Bible study. Well, and and I said specifically that he seemed to be tired and ready to be done with yeah. being Corypheus's lackey. So maybe he was just t- beginning to feel deceived and tired of it. So mm-hmm. I'm taking the next one. I'm okay, go ahead. For it. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Fight you for it, Cullen. It's taken from the Irish surname McCullion, which seems to mean Holly-ish. Uh, it's the anglicised form of Gaelic O'Kylan, descendant of Kylan, a byname meaning puppy or young dog. It's Irish. And I think puppy. <laughs> I think puppy is particularly fitting for Colin because he's just so bloody adorable. He's so cute, and the way he's so cute and loyal and determined that he's he just he is he's just this little bright shiny beacon of light, and I love him. He really is. <laughs> oh, if there was a human embodiment of the Maker, much as I am not Andrastian, I'm most definitely Dalish. But if there was a human embodiment of the Maker in Dragon Age. And, you know, the uh, warmth and compassion and all of this stuff that the Maker is supposed to feel according to Andraste, etc, etc. Colin Rutherford is it. Colin Rutherford is just a shiny sunshine. I just, I love him. Sorry. Here we go. Fangirling done. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so maybe I might be just as bad about Colin as you are about Ben. Sorry. Yeah, think. <laughs> <laughs> starting to think so, yeah. It was taking me four episodes, but I'm starting to think so. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's. I love him. Anyway, moving swiftly on. So, uh, Solus, we know that that's, that's a pretty commonly known one. Um, it means pride. Um... But Solace is also written in a different way. Solace, S-O-L-A-C-E, can also sort of mean just just alone, solitude. So, which, especially considering what happens after Inquisition, is probably fitting as well. So he's mm-hmm. prideful and alone. Yeah, but that's... <laughs> mm-hmm. It's also Gaelic origin as well. Yeah. there's a, I have noticed there are a lot of Gaelic... Either Irish Gaelic or Scots Gaelic references in Dragon Age names. I think that's because the regions that we've explored, um, like a lot of the characters that we have, are like from regions that are Mm. inspired from the UK area. Mm -hmm. So, that I would be, Mm -hmm. I would be inclined to agree. His alternate name, we all know what that means. Fenharel, which is Dreadwolf. Dreadwolf. And that gets yeah. into, if you dive in further into it, it gets into, like, elven terminology and stuff, and that's where it comes from. And that that's not something we're going to get into, but... Not yeah. right now. Although, if you do want to see a 
Oh, shameless self-plug here. If you do want to see at some point a deep dive into Elvish lore from the Dragon Age fandom, make sure and leave a comment in the, the description, uh, below the description box, and I will do so on one of my other channels, <laughs> because I intend on covering Dragon Age there as well, so, you know, shameless plug time. There we go. <laughs> So the next name on the list is another elf, although don't tell her that. <laughs> Sarah. Now, this, I think, you and I have had particular fun researching this one. <laughs> because if Sarah had even the slightest clue what her name means, she'd fucking hate it. <laughs> she would hate it. Because it's taken from the Hebrew and it means princess. It's also... Uh, quite well known, quite well used in uh, Spanish and Italian cultures. It also may be a short form of Serafina. So, because it's well used, you're saying it's she's a princess and she's also common. Wow! Um, <laughs> <laughs> she double hate that because she 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 thinks she's something special than Sarah. She's not wrong. I love her to bits. Just stop being so anti-elf, will you? You elf. Um, yeah, don't ever tell Sarah she's an elf. I'm not sure she's realised that yet. Um, uh, yes, and on to the next name. You can take this one. Okay. So, Josephine... Because you like this character and I find her boring. <laughs> so, um... Uh, Josephine, which, ooh, you added stuff to this. I only just noticed. Mm -hmm. This will be interesting. Okay, um, and it's it's the feminine form of Joseph, which in Hebrew means God will increase. Um, and it's also the English version of the French name. It's probably like Josephine. Jo Josephine. Yeah, something Josephine. like that. Josephine. But um, you know, what's fascinating is that the... Uh, with it being the feminine form of the name Joseph, um, it's taken from the Hebrew name Yosef, which, if you get back into sort of the uh, biblical etymology, um, uh, Yosef is also um, taken from possibly... We have written here, it's Y-H-W-H, -H, but that's pronounced Yahweh. What is Yahweh? Do you know? Uh, I do, but I can't remember right now. <laughs> well, Yahweh was another term for God. And it was supposed to be sort of um, like when you breathe his name, you sort of make the, the uh, sound of... <sighs> So it sort of sounds like yeah. Yahweh. So like God mm. is your breath. Mm -hmm. That that's where that comes from. Thank you for reminding me. So because it was there, but it, I just again the Rolodex is broken. I think there's there's a lot of like research and like scholarly stuff that if you really really follow, like um, I might be wrong on this. It's been years, but I f I feel like I remember somewhere in the back of my mind that Jesus is taken from Joseph, which is taken from Yosef, which is taken from Yahweh, which so essentially Jesus does mean God, you know. Mm. So um, considering that Josephine basically is like 
constantly running around and running things in the Inquisition, and she's mm-hmm. the one that's, like, making the arrangements and stuff and all that. Oh, she's the cogs behind the wheel, like. Yeah, yeah. Feels pretty fitting. Hmm. I mean, she bores me to tears, but she's definitely <laughs> a, she's definitely sort of the linchpin of your entire group. And that you know, your your entire organization in that game, the whole Inquisition would I... follow fall apart. Oh, it would her. fall apart without <laughs> Josephine, easily, without shadow of a doubt. I've just realised that we actually missed someone off this list that I'm so glad isn't there because it means that regardless of who would actually be discussing this name or bringing it up, I don't actually have to hear it nor speak it because I hate her. Well, I guess I didn't, I don't know if that was intentional, but I also didn't find it that interesting. It might have been It probably wasn't. Vivian is a boring name. Anyway, (laughs) apologies to all Vivians out there, but you know. No, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a boring name. I just think it's in a fantasy setting. Mm. It doesn't really stick out. Not really, no. some of these other names, but. Yeah. The next name on the list is Cassandra. Uh, and Cassandra was a prophetess and Troy tried to divulge the fate of Troy, but people wouldn't listen to her and they ignored her. Um, in classic mythology, she was the daughter of Priam and Hecuba. Uh, she was cursed by Apollo so that though her prophecies were true, they were never going to be believed. They were fated to never be believed. So she's a person person who prophesies doom or disaster. But it comes from the Greek word meaning helper of men and she is most definitely that. Without a shadow of a doubt Cassandra Pentergast is one of my favourite characters in that game because she is bloody useful and to be completely honest with you regardless of how she's built she's better than Iron Bull. I think there's definitely something I think there's something, there's definitely something in there about how she wasn't, because she knew, because she knew what was coming and all that, Mm -hmm. um, she didn't just follow what everyone else was doing, and she actually paid attention to what she was seeing and all that. She saw Mm -hmm. the truth of Mm -hmm. it, almost like she was seeking Seeking the the truth. truth. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, I get where you're coming from with that one. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, whereas Cassandra, Sneaky when, little she segue. Out, when she found out what the Seekers of Truth were actually doing, she was like, no, this isn't right. So she basically mm-hmm. did not follow with everyone else. So Yep. And nobody would listen to her when she tried to tell them what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a very fitting name for our girl, Cassie. Don't tell oh, her I called her oh, Cassie. She'll kill me. She, oh, she would hate that. <laughs> oh, don't t- don't ever tell Cassandra I called her Cassie. She'd kill me. Um, <laughs> Thorn says, speaking as if they're real people because they are real people fighting. Um, <laughs> okay, so Blackwall. Um, a black wall. <laughs> <laughs> It's this is a stretch. This is a big stretch. But like black often conjures images of darkness and gloom, and we see follow Blackwall later. Uh, and he does kind of ri- remind me of a wall in the beginning, hard to break through and get into his interior. And I know it's for, a freaking for good stretch. reason. But yeah, I, no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> um, 
but then like you know the the name it's taken from uh anglo-saxon um the name blackwall was originally derived from a family having lived at one of two places which is fascinating that it's one of two places called blackwall considering that he has two identities mm-hmm. um one was near a parish in derbyshire near um alferton and the other township in the parish of darlington durham so um I love that you spent some time in the UK so you can pronounce Durham properly. <laughs> because I know so many Americans would be like Durham. Well, here's the other thing. I also have an English degree and part of that degree was also um was also I had to study some linguistics and I studied a lot of British literature too. So I had mm. to study some stuff. So this is yeah. not <laughs> I can get it right 80% of the time. Occasionally, I will stumble over something, but yeah, 80% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're talking about Blackwall, and we covered Blackwall, we thought it would only be fair if we covered his real name, Tom Rainier. Now, Tom is taken from Thomas, which means twin. In all of our research, it comes from uh, the Aramaic, and it means twin, right? I wonder where they got that from. Um, Rainier is a boy's name, and it relates to the old, not old Norse name Ragnar, uh, and the old German names Rainer and Rainor. The meaning of Rainier is judgment warrior. Now, I, for those of us who all know the story of Tom Rainier in the Dragon Age. Uh, in Inquisition. Um, I think that both of these names fit him very well in different ways. Um, in Rainier's story, uh, he has been judged for... I think he was judged too harshly. But that's just my own personal opinion. Um, you... You know Blackwall better than I do. <laughs> oh, I know you him ge- quite You well. genuinely know Blackwall better than quite I do. Quite well. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the Tom meaning twin. Twin is reference to two people. Mm-hmm. Um, judgment warrior. I thought of, like, how he was a warrior that was judged. I mean, you basically got it. Like, yeah. Ooh, buddy boy um, next. Okay, so, so Dorian, once again, I realize this is this might be another stretch. Um, I don't know if it was a reference or anything, but um, it, Dorian basically just comes from descendant of Doris, which is kind of boring. However, um, I often associate the name Dorian with the picture of Dorian Gray, which is an absolutely fantabulous book. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. Everyone should read it. Um, yeah, agree. But that's like the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of maybe it's just me because I'm a book nerd. I don't know. But that's what I think of when I hear the name Dorian is I associate it with the picture of Dorian Gray. Um, and in the book, Dorian Gray is stressing about wanting to remain young and beautiful forever. 
Um, and Dorian is like, like you know, I'm too pretty to die. Like he Dorian's likes- fabulous. <laughs> Dorian is fabulous, is and fabulous. we love him. And so there is definitely, I don't mean this in a bad way that he's obsessed with his appearance. Well, obsessed is even, I don't mean that in a bad way at all. He He's particular about he's his appearance. Particular. I wouldn't say he was obsessed, but he yeah. is particular. And I don't mean that in a bad way at all. No. Um, but, and then. Um, he's not overly vain. It's, you know, it's not like he's ridiculously vain. He just likes to look good. And, and he takes pride in his appearance. And there's absolutely nothing wrong in taking pride in your appearance. It's when it stretches to vanity and mm. nigh on narcissism that it which, becomes a which bit Which is much. where the the book, uh, Picture of Dorian Gray, gets is that it starts to stretch into vanity, which mm. the Dorian in Dragon Age does not. Mm. But um, I do think that there's a little bit of that. Um, and also, I mean, it's um, it might also be very important because um, uh, the Picture of Dorian Gray is often regarded um, as a part of LGBT literature, mm-hmm. um, and it was one of those things where they basically tried to make it as obvious as possible that there's still some debate over there from people saying, "Oh, he wasn't," or whatever. I, I firmly believe, absolutely without a doubt, that Dorian Gray was gay. I firmly believe that. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of strong evidence out there, and <clears throat> I, I, I still think it belongs a part of LGBT literature. Um, uh, well, I would be inclined so, to agree. I mean, mm-hmm. the author was gay, and you write what you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not being funny, yep. but you do. You write what you know. And they, and basically, it was written in such a way that um, it was meant to be as obvious as possible um, that he was gay while without still, screaming it in your face. Without, well, I wouldn't say screaming it in your face, like in a way so it would get published and mm. be read at the time. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I think it, it might have been taken from that, so. Um, and then, like, another, uh, in Greek, the meaning of the name Dorian, like I said, from Doris, ancient Greek, uh, or of Doris, a legendary Greek hero, um, and the possible origin is, uh, the Greek Dorius, meaning child of the sea as well. Which, uh, just, again, uh, that in and of itself, child of the sea, I actually think being what I consider myself to be a child of the sea myself. Um, I can see that for Dorian, even though it doesn't necessarily, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily uh, fit his origins, but you can kind of see, like, the way the sea is quite, I don't know, it's, it, this is the stretch for a me, but this is where I'm reaching, right? very, like, fantastical, like, on a pedestal, once again, not in a bad way on a pedestal, but very, mm. like, a very fantastical, sort of elaborate, elegant name. Yes. Which is very fitting, so. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, Iron Bill, we don't really need to cover, because, you know, he pretty much tells everybody why he chose that name. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows why he chose that name. It's the Iron Bill, for a start, because everybody needs a prefix. Um, <laughs> the next name after Iron Bill is... Cole, the bestest boy. Cole, the bestest boy. With the worst name. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the name isn't bad. It's what it means. Yeah. There are a couple of... <laughs> there are a couple of meanings. Okay? We'll go with the Middle English meaning first, and then 
I will come in with the Latin meaning poor coal. Um, coal is a surname of English origin and much less frequently a given name. It's of Middle English origin and it means swarthy, coal black or charcoal. But um, <laughs> in Latin it, it means cabbage. Sorry, Cole. Um, I think although, it's definitely a very humble fitting. name. Humble. Strange, very humble. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's a very humble name for a very humble character who is definitely bestest boy. He's bestest he boy. He would say rabbits like cabbage, so that's okay. Yeah, he's so cute. <laughs> he's so adorable. Oh. So, um, Corypheus... Ah, uh, which honestly on this list is the the most surprising to me that it actually had any meaning. Like, <laughs> it seems the least real name sounding, and it's mm -hmm. real, and it exists, but mm -hmm. um, the Greek leader of the chorus was called the Corypheus, and later on used to mean a leader in any kind of movement. movement. So it's basically just leader. Um, there's a lot of stuff in here. I am not going to try to pronounce because I can't read Greek. Um, <coughs> uh, in Attic Drama, Corypheus was the top of the head. Um, so it was essentially used for chief or leader of any company. Um, and then trivia, Paul the Apostle was enti entitled Corypheus in Christian iconography. So, leader is essentially it. Mm. Yeah, which, frankly, given what he does the whole way through Inquisition, and probably through a lot of his origin lore, and the whole, like, breaking into the forbidden parks, you know, Mm -hmm. That he, I would be inclined to believe Corypheus took the lead there as well, given the way he came back in Inquisition. Mm -hmm. So that, yeah, leader definitely seems like it It fits him. Much as I hate him, it seems like it fits. Um, the last name that we have on the list, although I'm pretty sure there are a couple that we missed, except oh, I'm Vivian, sure because we, we don't need to talk about it. Um, is Andraste. Now, Andraste was a bit of a surprising one for me because this is the one I had no idea. I mean, I, I, I could sort of see Corypheus coming from the Greek for something because it just it, it just screams Greek at me. I mean, I don't know about you, but it does to me. But I did do a lot of reading into Greek mythology when I was younger, so... Mm -hmm. I've well, had a I lot almost, of Greek words I in my head. I feel a little, a little offended at myself that I didn't recognize Corypheus as an actual, as an actual word, because, mm. um, like I said, Paul the Apostle was entitled the Corypheus in Christian iconography, and you would think I would know that. Yeah. Considering how much time I spent growing up in like Bible study and um, having like, essentially being educated. Uh, rigorously in this stuff, but I did not. <laughs> I have a bonus one, which I will throw in at the end. Okay. Way, just so okay. You know. Right. Well, I had no idea that the name Andraste 
existed in reality at all until I it found actually it on Pinterest. came to research for this. <laughs> See, it, it wasn't until I actually we started doing research for this podcast that we discovered that Andraste is actually a real name. Um, in some areas, it means invincible, and in Celtic, in the Celtic, it means victory. So, I can kind of see where they were coming from with that one. Um, although, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, did she not lead the original um, march? She did. Which was a victory. And then she freed the elves. She and mm-hmm. Chartan worked together to free the elves. So Exactly. So, you know... Victory and Invincible kind of fits there, especially the Victory Part 3. Now, bonus name! Bonus name bonus from name. Dragon Age 2. Meredith. Because oh. this is one that I thought needed to be <laughs> included because, oh, it fits, right? <clears throat> now, Meredith comes from the Welsh. Comes from the Welsh personal name Meredith. Or Meredith. Uh, the old Welsh form of the name is one I'm not going to try and pronounce, uh, but it, it's Morgithid, I think. That's my shocking attempt at pronouncing it. Um, the f- experts state that the first portion of the name means pomp or splendor, and Ooh. the second portion, Ud, means lord. So interesting. So a pompous yeah. lord. Yeah, and believe me, if there was a pompous lord with the possible exception of Karen Logan in any game, it's Meredith. She thinks she's so fantastic, she thinks she's so wonderful, and she knows it all, and I hate her. Um So this this podcast has swiftly turned into who does Thor hate and who does Thor not hate? <laughs> who is Thorn hating on this week? Um yeah, but yes, but so yeah, that's the meaning of Meredith, which is it's um, yeah, it fits her. I hate her, and she definitely thinks she's something more fantastic than she actually is. So pompous lord, yeah. I have a bonus name too. Something Ooh. I just found because when we were talking about Andraste, I mentioned Chartan, and I just decided to look and see if I could find anything. Ooh. Um. And it's not, it's not really a name, but I did happen to find it, like, sort of just uh, on this sort of off, mm. I, I don't know what to call it, like, baby name analysis. Mm. So it might be a little more new agey than the rest of this stuff, but this is what it says. And I find it quite fitting um it says uh, so this is shartan and this analysis is uh you are the humanitarian you are attracted to a cause or a movement whose purpose is to make a better world you are extremely idealistic sometimes to the point of being naive about people or methods you have great compassion and seek to create a more humane society you are drawn to those who suffer physically or are at the hand of injustice. You are the writer of wrongs. Your deepest intention is to transform the world. Well, that, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You know, given the context we just discussed, Shartan, I would say that that's most definitely a fitting name there. Yeah. Without yeah, a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, it is fascinating. And honestly, the etymology of how they came up with... Uh, what the etymology of all the names, to me, has been either, at the very least, interesting. Um, at, and in quite a lot of cases, quite compelling when it comes to how you... Uh, compare those to the characters of the characters that the names are given to in the Dragon Age games. So, yeah. This has been a rather interesting evening. <laughs> I think some things we may be uh, looking way too much into, but oh, other probably. things we may be correct on. So. <laughs> pretty, I mean, like I said earlier, this is the podcast to look far too deeply into something which is essentially fluff. You know, <laughs> but that's what we're here for. <laughs> We do love them deep dives. Uh, ah, what should the weekly question be this week, Rose? Ah, uh, do you know what your name means? What does oh, it yeah, mean? that's a good question. If you know what your name means, you don't have to tell us what your name is. Just to, in fact, here you go. Weekly question. If you know the meaning of your name, or if you can find the meaning of your name, put just the meaning in the comment section. Thank you all so much for joining us for this conversation. If you stayed to the end, you're a legend. If you've enjoyed yourselves, make sure to smack that like button with a quick stone fist, and if you didn't, well then, may the dread wolf take you. We do hope you'll join us again, and if you want to make sure you can, please do subscribe and hit the bell icon to make sure you never miss our uploads. We hope you have a fantastic week ahead, and with all the blessings of Andraste and the Maker. <clears throat> and the light of Elgarnan and Missal to guide your way, may Silas keep your Aravel warm and full. We'll see you next time we journey to the left of the Fade. Good Goodbye! Bye.